and welcome back to the Live to Give podcast. My name is Evan. I'm one of the hosts, and with me is my other co-host, Nate. Nice, you nailed it. Yeah, I did. I got you passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, missing someone though. Yeah, Courtney's gone. Mm. She's uh, golfing. She is golfing on the second snow of uh, the season, mm-hmm. so I think she's going to lose her ball <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I, I want to share a funny story right up front. I'm Let's like do it. aching to share it. Tomorrow we have some staff meetings. I was like, I'm going to share it then, but too late. You guys are hearing it first. Great. Not going to start with the weather, though. Well, I just did say it was snowing. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> we cover it right away. So anyways, all right. So Kate, uh, my wife, uh, takes the girls to my in-laws for the weekend. They're building a quilt out there, okay? Um over Thanksgiving break, my in-laws were visiting us. My youngest, Zoe, she's eight, wrote a letter to Santa, and she put it in an envelope. Kate quickly handed it to her mom and said, Mom, get rid of this. Just take it. That way we can tell her, like, oh, yep, send it to Santa. All right? So they're there this weekend, and Zoe stumbles upon the letter that was supposed <laughs> to go to Santa. Oops. Oh, no. And she sent Kate, these texts of like her emoji bawling. It was a picture of the the letter to Santa. She drew a, on a piece of paper a broken heart. Took oh. a picture of that. Sent it to Kate. I mean, she's crushed. So uh, now she like came home from that trip. She was like, I don't believe in Santa anymore. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Spoiler. So we, Spoiler. Why oh. didn't she send it to Santa? Well, my mother in law just took it home. That's it. She just had it at her house, and Zoe found it. But just to, to clarify, you're not it. you're not saying there is no Santa. No, no, yeah, no, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, if there's sure, yeah. kids listening we in the car, that was just a rogue yeah. letter. Yeah, that was just like an accident, right? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, the man. state of New York believes there is a Santa Claus. Great. The U.S. Yes. government. Have you not seen Miracle on 34th Street? Oh, I thought you meant the movie Elf. Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> Good I reference. don't know, Margo. <laughs> Good reference. We just watched that last night. Uh, well, we have our guests already talking. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. But anyways, with us, we have our worship pastor, not worship director. She is now officially a pastor. It's official. Worship pastor Ashley and her husband, Matt. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Now that we've made it here, we're good. Oh, there was a slight mishap with misplacing a child. Today. Oh, let's get into it. You have three, so you have to play zone, you know? I'm not yeah. going to say whose fault it was. It wasn't my but fault. But it wasn't mine. Oh. <laughs> couples counseling session, though. Well, so, first of all, which kid did you misplace? Our youngest, Brewer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she's a squirrely one. Yeah. She yep. is. You know? <laughs> she kind of gets... Yeah, lost in her thoughts and imagination sometimes. Yeah. But apparently Matt gave her permission to get to go home to the blue house. That's like our original house. We had a house fire this summer and so we're kind of living at both places because we're rebuilding the blue house, but then we're living at a temporary condo house. Um and so I thought she was gonna come home on the bus to the condo where I was, and he said, No, I gave her permission to come home to the blue house. So that's fine and dandy. He was there working on the house. I went to pick up Lainey, our other daughter, who was with him and took her home. He comes home at like, I don't know, 5.15. And he comes in and goes up to shower. And 
I'm kind of sitting there and my head's like, hey, you should see where Brewer is. And I was like, oh, she's probably bringing stuff in from the car. Well, he comes down from the shower and I said, hey, <laughs> where's Brewer? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> so where was she, Matt? <laughs> a little stinker decided to get off the bus and then walked to the neighbor's house. Never came to talk to me. So I had no idea that she was even there. Hmm. When as she came to pick her up or pick up our other daughter, um, was right in between all the bus times. So I didn't think anything of it. When I didn't see her, I just came home and went. <laughs> we both just assumed. <laughs> so, third kid, you yeah, know, she's yeah, the third kid. Yeah. She's <laughs> resourceful. She's like, Dad, I texted you. But her little watch thing that she texts with doesn't alert on my phone unless I'm actually physically in the phone or on the app. Mm. Oh. And yeah. so I had Stinking no idea. Androids. <laughs> so, yep. We're trying so, to figure all that out still. But. So I hurried up and showered, flew over there, picked her up, flew back home, ate my dinner on the way here. Mm. Yep. Here we are. Great. Hey. He tried to eat a handful of candy for dinner, but I gave him some uh, lasagna I mean, anyway. I, I did have a whole bunch you of pieces. sevens, I tell you what. It is Monday. You need something to look forward to, right? Sure. <laughs> you had real, some real healthy day. Popcorn uh, for lunch. And are your kids microchipped? That helps well, Brewer is, them. but the twins aren't. So. Oh, okay, right. She's the one we have to worry about the most. No, I'm kidding. We did not microchip any of our children. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. It goes right in their I, ear. They don't even I don't know. know. I don't like the thought of that, though. <laughs> it was not true. <laughs> All right. Breaking news. So. <laughs> anyway. microchipped their kids. No. Well, Brewer, you said that. I did, but I was kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Before we get into the Enneagram, how does it feel to be a pastor? Pastor Ashley. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> does it feel different? Uh, if I let it, it feels like more pressure. Mm. But mm. I'm trying not to let it. Yeah. You know. You just officially finished your licensing, right? Yeah. It's technically my second time being a pastor, right. but different denominations don't recognize different things and so it just it's i feel like i jumped through a bunch of loops to be who i already was being anyway mm -hmm. but it's still like nice to have the title i guess yeah mm. you know i don't know isn't it cool how much more holy spirit you suddenly have <laughs> <No>. <laughs> some might think that <laughs> i think anybody can have a holy I spirit am though. <laughs> teasing audience in case you didn't know that <laughs> might want to let yeah. them know but yeah, no, it's kind of fun. I was just curious. So tell us a little bit about uh, your Enneagram journey. Uh, what are your numbers and uh, kind of when did you first discover your number? I am a seven. Welcome. As she told me, I was a seven. Uh, we welcome sevens. Oh, my word. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, she did tell me, but. Um, I got told. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't need a test. No, I, no I've never taken tests. Test, so he she took just told two, me. I think. I did take two. Um, yes, I I am very much a seven. And As in, like none of the other numbers came close. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah well, um, I think today you would ask me what my my wing is, and I truly have no idea. So, just granted, it was a while seven. ago that I took the tests, but yeah, definitely. Mm, real strong seven. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'm a four. I think 
if you go to this church, you probably already know that. But um, yeah, so when we did this originally back in the end of 2018, crossing into 2020, that's when I first knew about it because Kirk mm-hmm. had the staff do it and we read, we read that book, The Road Back to You and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, I love personality tests. You know, like I think most teenage girls, when they get Teen Queen Magazine or whatever we would get YM when I was a teenager, um, we love doing those personality tests, but there's nothing that I think in one of the previous um, episodes here, you said like, it, did you feel like it read you? Mm-hmm. And yes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the hairs on my neck stood up. I was like, how does it know that I do this? You yeah. know? And so, yeah, I'm a four wing three. My wing five is very, very weak and doesn't show up very often, but <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. That's cool. So, uh, was it, well, I mean, you kind of answered it a little bit, Ashley, about how, uh, like when you were reading it, it felt like you were reading or it was reading you. What about you, Matt? What was like the realization that you were a seven? Like, uh, were you like convinced instantly because Ashley told you so firmly? <laughs> oh, <or> my word. <laughs> <laughs> how did you just like feel once you read that you were a seven? Um, I mean, I think when we. I mean, she did tell me, or at least at least came up with the idea. Let's see how many times she, you can Why say am that. I here? I was just sitting here. I wasn't doing anything. At least came up with the idea that she knew what number I was, and I don't remember if she actually told me before we started, like going through the the week by week by week, trying to you know covering each each one, mm-hmm. um, and you know the ones, twos, three. Like as we're going through this, I'm like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not like none of them fit me. And then we got to seven. I was like, yep, yep, yep. And, and like there were, I don't even think there was a single thing that I was like, eh. It was pretty much like 99% per the book. Like that was me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, she might have mentioned it, but. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely <not. laughs> okay that's great uh real quick because we didn't cover it uh in case our audience doesn't know will you guys say real quick what a four and a seven is so a four is a creative or it's also like the romantic or the individualist um we like to be original uh we like to be creative and obviously create things, make things um, magical or whimsical, or we can sometimes have our head in the clouds. Um, we cry at commercials. Sometimes maybe that's just me. Um, <laughs> no, like we live in the feelings though. We feel when we have big decisions to make, it's like, what do you feel is the right decision? Not what do you think? Well, there is logic that can come in obviously, but <clears throat> we're in the heart triad. So we definitely feel our way through life. Um, and sometimes, uh, our moods will dictate how much we can accomplish in a day or in a year or, um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, we're definitely feeling driven. Um, and I don't know, is that, was that a good enough explanation? Okay. Fantastic. Cool. What was the last commercial you cried at? Do you remember? All of them. Uh, All of them? them. Does it matter? No, there was. So when we went to actually, uh, another four that was just on the podcast, Mackenzie Feldposh, her and I went to see a movie last weekend, last week sometime. And I warned her as soon as I saw the blue Jeep or Bronco or whatever's in the movie, I was, or commercial. I was like, Oh, look out. 
And she's like, okay. And so we're sitting there and it's this grandma and it's like Christmas day and they're all getting together and she has Alzheimer's. And so the granddaughter gets there. How's she doing today? Oh, it's kind of a bad day. And so um, she's like, she needs a better Christmas than this or something like that. She takes her in the, in the Bronco and she's driving all around town. That's where you went to school. That's the house you grew up in and all of this. And she goes, Bill, I met. Bill, Bill, I need to see Bill. He can't make that dinner on it. So like she came into lucidity and like a snap. And so she gets there and he gets in the car and like he smooches her and he hugs her and they're like, oh, I love you. Like, it's just so sweet because she came into the to the moment and she remembered and then everybody's like hugging and wow. crying. <laughs> I really just And Mackenzie's thought, yeah, like, that's yeah. so cruel. <laughs> Why would so they cool. put that in before we watch a movie? <laughs> You had to ask. Yeah. I, I did. It's yeah. a Chevy commercial, by the way. Chevy. Oh, Chevy. Not Bronco. Not Bronco. We saw it today. It's just so beautiful. I teared up a little bit when I saw it, but I wasn't sobbing. I wasn't quite. <laughs> now, listen comment. here. <laughs> I wasn't sobbing. <laughs> it's just very, very sweet. Very touching. I also like huh. the three old ladies that go sledding. I messaged um, two of my good friends. I said, this is us in like 30 years. And one of, them, one of them's like, that'd be fine, except can we do something warm and sunny? So, hmm. but yeah, but that like, they're just... I don't know. There's something so sweet about like long-term friendships and growing old together. Mm. It's just fun. I am moved. (laughs) Wow. You know, it's marketing. I'm just kidding. They're very good at their job then. She's claiming to be easily manipulated. Oh my gosh. I cannot watch infomercials. (laughs) This This is is so good. Yes. I will buy it now. It's so bad. I spent so much money. Oh they my say gosh. it can cut through tomatoes so and a pipe. What's the last thing you bought uh, on like a whim like that? Whether it's the Amazon because of an ad. <laughs> ad specific. It has to be from oh. an ad. Well, I can't say because I got it for my niece and nephew for Christmas. Oh, this yes. comes out after Christmas. Oh, okay. No, Are I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I think it comes out tomorrow. The actually. worst thing that I ever got. Well, no, I'm not. No, it's okay. Well, you kind of opened that door. <laughs> the door is open. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, the worst thing that I, it's, all, it's like, I, so I've, mm, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I get sucked into like the health stuff, like oh, the yeah. workout stuff or like whatever. So one time I bought, I bought this thing. It was like that belt that like you put on and you put this gel on. It's supposed to like, <laughs> like strengthen your muscles without you having to do the sit-ups yourself. Yeah. It didn't work and it just burns you and it hurts and it was stupid. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing I ever bought. You but know, I, I bought some stupid the worst. stuff. I know. Okay. You just, jo- I said the last thing. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking that sweet little vacuum that you bought that would pivot in like 360 degrees, but the the clean out area was like the size of a double A battery. Oh, so with with two big black dogs. um, Oh yeah. By the time that you turned it on, like it was full. Oh, Oh, that'd be frustrating. That went back real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't do it. I can't watch infomercials. (laughs) Do you buy a lot of things from TikTok? 
No, because I've gotten better. <laughs> I've gotten better. But the Facebook ads, and then see, I think I'm being really smart because I'll see the ad, but I won't do. I won't click the shop now. I'll just go on Amazon and search that brand because that's easier to return if it's it really is junk. Though. I understand, but I feel like I'm doing it a little smarter sure. now. <laughs> wow. Anyway, how about you, Matt? What's an enthusiast? Uh, it's all fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's uh that's generally where I I go. I tend to. So unfortunately I have a serious job, but I have a lot of fun at work. That's so good. So that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. So Can you describe that a little bit? What do you do? Oh, I I'm a paramedic firefighter for East Lansing Fire. Yeah. And so you know, got to be serious sometimes. But we do a lot of messing around. <laughs> Serious yeah. as in giving your lieutenant a blue sucker before he has to go on a call and not telling yeah, him that, that it's going to change his. Yeah, so, tell that one. <laughs> we uh, Somebody brought in uh, ring pops and uh, one of our captains hadn't ever had one before. So he wanted to try, I, I think it was one of the grape ones. Ooh. Anyway. This one was like the extra flavor or extra like staining power. <laughs> and so he just went to town and was, you know, sucking on his little ring pop. It turned his entire mouth entirely purple. <laughs> and then we go on a like because he's he's not on the ambulance, but so he shows up on the more critical calls. Mm. And he shows up and he's talking to the family members and he's got a ton of purple all over <laughs> and he has no clue we get back and he eventually noticed and he was real excited the fact that uh, nobody mentioned anything <laughs> for like two hours afterwards so yeah. it was pretty sweet at least he's a fun guy too though mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome what's definitely what sevens do is we tend to have um i don't know in serious times you got to have fun too that's mm-hmm. what helps you kind of stay sane yep that's great he always has to have something to look forward to. Absolutely. Like you said, today's Monday. You yep. have to look forward to something. Is What's the last thing you were excited about? Mm, right now it's the house. Yeah. So before the house, I mean, like, I'll plan months in advance, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, we're going to go on a razor camping trip or, you know, two months from now we're going to go uh, fishing here or, you know, January 1st, I'm looking forward to October 1st when it becomes bow season again. Um, doesn't matter if his wife so. is eight months pregnant. He's <laughs> counting down to opening day. Yep. I'm yeah. like, so next month we're having a baby, but you don't care about that, right? <laughs> that one wasn't uh, guaranteed. She could come at any time. Yeah, he'd get excited once she'd gone. Yeah. 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 October 1st wasn't changing. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, when a uh, a seven is stressed, you go to one kind of that. Uh, it's called the reformer, but maybe since you go to the the negative side of the one, the more perfectionist uh, driven. How do you see that playing out in your life at times when you get stressed? Mm, there's not very much perfectionist inside me. So, hmm. um, I mean, I guess it's not entirely true. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely not more so. I don't feel like I get stressed enough to where I get to that point that often. Sure. I don't know. 
Well, we've interviewed a few ones uh, in this season, and one thing that we've talked a fair amount about is the inner critic that ones have, that you're your harshest critic when you get stressed. Do you sense that at times? Do you have that? Mm. You beat yourself up. Are you avoiding the pain right now of talking about it? (laughs) Yeah, I already started in on that one. Um, Ask me tomorrow. (laughs) Fortunately, I work tomorrow, so it won't be fine. I don't know. When he's stressed, there is no more fun. And Mm. when there is no more fun, there truly is no more fun. (laughs) We were, um, we had a summer, a couple, two summers ago, maybe. It was during COVID. Yeah, and I had stopped working. Um, I used to work at a physical therapy clinic too, and so I stopped working because we were doing fine. We didn't actually need need the money, and we needed. It was like so chaotic, and so I was staying home. Well, then all of a sudden, like everything that could go wrong, like our truck broke down and our camper broke and our um, everything, just everything. Like our ACs weren't working, like everything, and we needed to repair so many things all at once. And we didn't have the money now because I wasn't working. Well, we ended up having, because his truck, oh, his truck caught fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the first thing. And so we can't, we had to cancel almost our whole summer of like camping trips because he couldn't pull the trailer and we didn't do this. So we use, we like to play games when it's just the two of us because it's something fun. It's a way to pass the time. And we were playing a game called Monopoly Deal. And you try to take each other's properties, just like you do in regular Monopoly, but it's a card game version. And I happen to be very good at this game. (laughs) And um, I mean, sometimes he is too. Ruthless. But no, I'm not ruthless. Um, I'm just wise, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, we're playing this game and I kept taking all of his money and all of his properties. And all of a sudden, I swear there were tears in his eyes. He's like, this feels like my life right now. This is not fun. <laughs> and I was like, I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> like, it's just like all the colors drain out of the world yeah. when he's stressed because there's no more fun. <laughs> but I bet you have a little bit deeper capacity in order to handle that because of what you do and right. what you see on a regular basis. You know, So it probably takes you a lot to get to that point. But once you do, you're there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No. And then it typically takes me trying to plan something mm-hmm. for whenever. Yeah. So and it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be, you know, yay, in two weeks we get to hang out with so and so. Absolutely. Like, All yeah. right. Well, what are you doing? I don't know. We're just hanging out. Okay. Well, that's enough to keep me going. You know, so. Well, to me, it's more like um, a funk, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like that for you, but like you have one, but it's the underside of one. So typically you kind of get into that that emotion of like this, there's nothing fun out there. There's nothing exciting. And then you critic, you kind of pick that apart. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like this draining funk that you can't really get out mm-hmm. of. It's where you're cranky. I get really cranky. You know, it's like, just give me something to look for. I don't care if it's food. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want something to be excited about. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. What do you try to do Ashley to bring him out of that when you see that or, or when you create opportunities yeah. to have fun? Yeah. I, yeah. She doesn't let me win, though. No, he has to earn that. <laughs> Got to. Yeah. I'm not like giving that away. I mean, Absolutely I, I don't not. Want that, but still. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of another. We used to play Phase Ten a lot when we were first married. Oh my gosh. And um, <laughs> we ended up creating a rule because I was good at that game too. Uh, <laughs> and 
if I was about to go out, I had to give him a warning, like discard good. <laughs> we used to have to say discard good <laughs> because if I didn't, he would keep his wilds or whatever that expensive cards were, and then he'd have more points. But because it wasn't fun, <laughs> that was the best part of COVID for me was the <sighs> fact that we went from her winning ninety five percent of every game that we played. It didn't matter what it was. <laughs> To where I won like 99% of everything. I could not win a game. Wow. For so, almost a year, I could not win a game. It was game. amazing. <laughs> Cloud nine. What'd you do to upset the Lord? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That was weird. It was like I was cursed or something. That's but funny. Yeah. Anyway. Was well, a four, they go to what number when they're stressed? A uh, two. Yes. We go to a two, um, which is the helper which we need helpers in the world. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. But when it's an unhealthy helper, we help out of obligation and uh, it's not a love kind of thing. Um, And for me, it ends up being like, I say yes to everything to prove myself. Mm. Like as a four, our constant like fear is that nobody understands us. Nobody like, (laughs) I'm the one that we'll do a multiple choice test and I'll circle B, but then I'll write a sentence next to it explaining why I chose that. Like that as my answer. Um, We hate to be misunderstood. So um, I will do all the things to help people, even if it's like killing last week was kind of a week like this. I just said yes to too many things, Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't necessarily out of like freedom. And this is, you know, where I feel I should be doing it. It was, I don't know. Like I get into this, I need to prove myself mode and it's not it's not good so yeah yeah it's kind of the codependency is what i've heard yeah you know and that's a that's a harsh word at times but it is the underside of two Mm -hmm. you're 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 helping in order to receive Mm -hmm. it's just hard yep yeah what about uh when you're in a healthy place what number does a four go to a four goes to a one Mm. and i can get things done Mm. and they're done well um Tenacity is not one of my overall strengths, like following through and fin- like pushing through to the finish line. I love to see a project executed. Um, and I love to see like a vision come to reality and have other people like have fun or enjoy or feel loved because of whatever I create. But sometimes pushing through isn't isn't always good. And deadlines are like, I'm my boss one time got me a shirt that said, uh, procrastinators unite tomorrow. <laughs> when your boss gets you a shirt like that, you're like, it is a good quote, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So when I'm really like healthy and I can stay on task and get things done well and yeah, I think clearly. That's great for a seven. When you are healthy, do you know what number you go to? Nope, still seven. <laughs> still seven, <laughs> seven through and through. Uh, they tend to go to fives. Uh, uh, there's more of an expression of a five. You can have a little bit more um, limitation to the fun uh, and have more, I don't know, more uh, ideas towards researching or discipline or just being able to say no on occasion. Because um, if you're a typical seven, we tend to say yes to, to everything. Mm-hmm. Love to say busy. Yep. Have you noticed the five at all? When I'm doing fun things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's fun to research certain yep, things. YouTube yep. University. Yep. I I love YouTube and reviews and 
all that stuff. I is mean, there anything current that you're researching? Right now it's all house stuff, yeah. but no. Um, I mean, I just bought a new truck or new to me truck a little bit ago. And I, I watched videos for two months on every truck that I might look at. And, you know, didn't really make difference on what I ended up with, but, but before that, that was where I was going. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. You probably see a lot of the five around the planning of trips. Yep. Like doing the hardcore research for those things. Yep. Like, I do enjoy that, but yeah. that's fun to me. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I don't know if it's fun to me because I know that it's going to be fun or I enjoy doing it. I'm not really sure, but. You enjoy researching for people too, though. Like if I'm like, my mom needs to get a new car, like what would be a good mileage, you know, whatever. And you'll be like researching and sending links. And if we're looking for something on marketplace, like you're all over that. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you show love for people too. Spend their money. (laughs) Got it. You are very good at that. (laughs) Yes. How do you guys see the Enneagram playing into uh, parenting? You know, being a seven and a four, how do you parent your kids through your funness, through your creativity? What does that look like? I kind of struggle with that one a little bit just because of the fact that I want to do only the fun stuff. Mm. So, um, and I mean, I see your little smirk over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it is hard to you know, try and not always be that way. Cause obviously they can't just grow up and only do fun stuff. Yeah, sure. But I don't know. Disciplinarian. Is that hard? Mm, depends. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think it's as hard as I thought it would be. Um, I think you've grown into that too. Yeah. Though. Yeah. For me, I always try to, um, Honestly, I feel like the Enneagram has like, I don't know, like changed my worldview or something. Mm. Like the world around me, the people around me. Because as a feeler, like I try to think of why is she feeling this way? Why is she reacting? There's something causing this, you know. So it helps me. I guess that is kind of a logic with the feeling, but it helps me to think through like, what can we do to break through this emotion or this whatever this obstacle is? With three girls, we have twins that are... 12. Oh my gosh, they're 12. I was going to say 11. Nope. They're 12. My babies. You're outnumbered, um, <laughs> Matt. We have twin girls that are 11 and a 10 and a half year old, and there is never a dull or non-emotional moment in our house right now. Um, <laughs> Just when it's me and the dog. <laughs> yeah. But then you said you didn't like that. You I don't didn't like, like being it. home alone. He's like, I don't want that to happen again. Um <laughs> But yeah, so, but it just helps to, like, I think that I know what the girls are, like what they, you know, actually one of the girls, um, one of the twins took the test. We were, um, they say not to test your kids, you know, so we tried not to for a long time, but I was just kind of like thinking based on how they seem to be what they might be. And so we think that she's a six and we've always thought that because she is prepared for anything at any time. Like if I don't have a bandaid, she does. If I don't have a tissue, she has three. Like if I need anything, she's ready to go. And so we're in the car on the way to Florida um, just before Thanksgiving. And she goes, it says I'm a six and both of us in unison. We know. <laughs> like, she's like, what's that? Is that good? I was like, it's great. We need sixes in the world. 
world. (laughs) But she's like loyal to a fault. She's prepared for anything. However, her anxiety can just keep her from experiencing life, you Mm -hmm. know? But I think us knowing that, like we know how to talk her through that now. It just helps us. And then the younger one, she's, I, I really think she's a four just like me, which... God bless my parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, yes. They, I, yeah, thank you, mom and dad. Um, but just the way that she thinks about things, you know, she I will tell her to do a chore, but she's going to do it with three hops and a skip and a cartwheel. And like how she gets to that point is going to be her own creative way or mm. her own, you know, we have to let her be her. And, how she dresses. We used to get comments from the teachers. She has such a unique fashion sense. And I'm like, I know, isn't it great? <laughs> She's like, uh-huh, you know. But And then I think the other twin, um, I, we think she's an eight. She knows what she wants, when she wants it. That's it. And You're not um, changing her mind. You're not changing her mind. <laughs> Set yeah. in stone. So. No. But I just think knowing the personalities... It helps us to steer them in the right direction. It helps us to relate to them. Um, yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, have you, how do you see like this help with conflict resolution? We've kind of asked every couple that uh, you can say it in the context of parenting or marriage or just in general, but like how, how has a uh, knowing your numbers, how have working through Enneagram helped with even conflict resolution? Sevens love conflict. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I generally always try and shy away from that. What about fours? Do fours like conflict? Um, I wouldn't say I love it. It's part of life, and I'm not necessarily afraid of it. But I also will step into my wing three and just like march forward, Mm -hmm. you know, and get it done without pausing and then I always send the apology text like (laughs) I think everybody in this room has gotten an apology text from me because I don't want to be misunderstood I want to explain why I was the way I was you know but um yeah and not that threes are bad like threes are awesome too they accomplish things and they're you know very motivated to get things done Mm -hmm. um like I said I have a high wing in that area but um yeah so it's not like I'm not afraid of conflict and I can sit in conflict, um, I usually process it through my tear ducts. Like that's just how everything is. If I'm mad or angry or happy or scared or nervous, it all comes out through the tear ducts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I usually cry with the person. <laughs> so does the other person cry too? Or just I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just me, but that's okay. That's great. Um, I'm talking a whole lot. You're not talking as much. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> okay. So, that's because <laughs> one of our biggest, um, we did not know our Enneagram numbers at this time, but one of our biggest, can I tell the story about medic school? Sure. Um, we, uh, gosh, this was about 10, 11 12 years ago, something like that. I don't know. So we had no idea what the Enneagram was, nothing like that. But we, um, he was a full-time paramedic student and I was working two jobs. I was working like 70, 80 hours a week between the clinic I was at and the jewelry store at the mall. And, um, he 
was just supposed to be a full-time student because it was really taxing. They have to do so much um, with just pharmacology, cardiology, like all these things that they had to study. And he doesn't love school. His first first time around, he tried to major in racquetball. That was fun. That that is not a real major. You majored in racquetball? Yeah. That's amazing. I was playing like six hours a day. I would love to play. Oh my gosh. I Six love racquetball. Did he ever go to class? I skipped every one of my classes. <laughs> That's to go. hilarious. He was at U of M Flint. He was supposed to be becoming a teacher, and he yeah. tried to just major in racquetball. That's awesome. That's not a major. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> He's so, not a but teacher. Yeah, had fun. Yeah. <laughs> he was That's in really good shape that year. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Six hours a day. Yeah, like three days a week. I'd play four four to six hours. So I'd meet up with like different sets of friends. Oh, yeah. And uh, when they were all not supposed to be in class, they were going to their extra time. (laughs) You just just stayed through all of it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) Same time. But um, so anyway, fast forward and he decides that he is like ready to go to school. So he's in medic school, um, which he just did a year of EMT school because those are like separate. You have to kind of build on the knowledge. And anyway, it's uh, the fall semester. And so what happens every October 1st is opening day for deer season in Michigan. And he's like, I'm taking my books to the woods tonight. I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, oh, please, Lord, help him to study. And he's like, yep, I'm going to study in the woods. So all fall, you know, he was going and he was studying and he was, I do think he studied. I studied a lot. I shot a lot of deer, too. <laughs> he, <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, that semester did not turn out so well grade-wise. And um, so it was on that. Than high school. <laughs> it was better than high school? Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> That's good. But anyway, the paramedic program, you have to pass the first semester to go on to the second one. You can't just retake a class. It has to be all classes at, you know, 3.0 or higher or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so he was driving me to the jewelry store after I'd already worked an eight hour day at the clinic because it was like snowing and whatever. And we had just gotten the news that he had failed one of the classes. So he had to start at the beginning again. And I said, okay, you're going to get a job. He's like, okay, I'll call my buddy. And I was like, you're not working for your buddy again. You need to get a job. And he's like, okay, I'll call this other buddy. I'm like, you're not calling that buddy either. (laughs) You need to get a job job. He's like, you want me to be miserable and work just anywhere just so we have money? (laughs) I was like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) And so looking back on that, like he was miserable because he felt trapped, you know, like sevens feel trapped when they're forced to do something and they don't want to to do it. Yeah. 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 Adulting is not fun. I had no problem working. I just... Didn't want to do the job she wanted. He me wanted to, do. to work with friends, which that had proved to not be super financially great for us in the past, which is why he was in school. But mm-hmm. anyway, so looking back on that conversation, um, I'm like, well, duh. Like he felt trapped. He he wanted to have fun. He wanted to. Mm-hmm. He couldn't see how that could possibly be fun. But then he got a job. Um, well, he got three jobs that summer actually. Mm-hmm. So he proved himself really well. Good job. Uh, but your best one was at Home Depot. What what did you get to do at Home Depot? I got to be the the I don't even remember what it, the wood the guy that uh, stocked all the wood lumber at Ooh. night. He so got to drive all the big drive machinery. the forklift, <laughs> yeah, forklift nice. and stack all that stuff. And, yeah, it was fun. There's an art form, and he I had have. fun. Yes, I had fun. Yeah, so, so it didn't I turn out. Too also bad. worked at Sears, made a bunch of friends. 
one of them also was a big hunter fisher so it kept me busy while she was still working lots between working two jobs and hunting and fishing mm. yeah and eventually you passed eventually i got back into school and eventually I passed yes yeah. so yes i relate as a seven uh, i had a full ride scholarship to community college and i found a ping pong table and next thing I know, I'm playing uh, professors. I'm playing a bunch of people. We're, I mean, I was out of every class, and I would spend all day long, new groups of people, new groups of people. And I would get the be- find the best person out there, and then I would try to beat that person. You know, like it was just ongoing. I lost everything because of the ping pong. <laughs> So that was funny. this one time. Okay, we're going to start a new tournament in 10 minutes. The tournament's going, everything, yeah. It took me 11 years to get my bachelor's. Mm. Wow. Because <laughs> fun gets in the way. Yep. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I don't so have I really, any desire to go back to school, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No bachelor's for me either. But I'd love to play in ping or uh, racquetball sometime. I love racquetball it's, it's too. It's been quite a while, but <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I ain't as good as I once was. No, me neither. That's I our theme close. songs right now <laughs> as we get older. Both you guys tear your MCLs. What <laughs> <laughs> We played one game. Yep. <laughs> Forgot to stretch. <laughs> Could only do it for six minutes this yep. time. <laughs> six hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, man, I had a really good question. Well, you're thinking when I have one. Go for it. So uh, I would love to know, we asked this on occasion. I don't know if we've done it with every every couple, but uh, I, I really like this question because of the spiritual formation side of it. How have you seen the Enneagram kind of help with your spiritual development or spiritual formation? Just understanding God better or understanding yourself better? How has that kind of worked for you? And I know you guys even used the Enneagram for your life group, too. Yep. And I know that was, I've heard comments from other people in your group that really, when I think we've interviewed your whole life group, too. But just yeah, about. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just one example about. of how you've used it, just to even just be icebreakers and getting to know everybody better, too. But mm-hmm. I was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just helps you to connect with people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, sometimes I feel like the Enneagram, like I push it, but I'm not like trying to push it. It just helps me relate to people. Um, and I feel like it helps me to see myself clearly. Um, like how God sees me. Um, I think like I've learned that and you've actually helped me with this too, but like my emotion is a gift Mm -hmm. and it can help other people to tune into their emotion and to feel and to not like shy away from it to be, cause I am comfortable in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's helped me a lot with like relating to other people or counseling people or um, praying with people, you know, all of that. Um, I think it's helped me with leading worship cause I can read a room and I, I know that it is a God given gift. Like it's not, I've always felt like I was just the weirdo that like I sense things. I'm like, come on, it's not real. Like you're just making things up, you know? Um, and sometimes, I mean, like, obviously we, we're human and we make mistakes, but I do feel like Holy Spirit helps me and I can I can see how people might be feeling or what might be causing something or, um, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's changed everything for me. It really, um, and knowing that Jesus has all of that in him, you know, he's got, obviously, he's the perfect example yeah. of every single number. Um but it's fun as we read through scripture to see his times of um of channeling different, you know, different uh 
numbers or different person, not personalities. He's not multiple personalities or anything, but um, just the way that he relates to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or even how he, you can see his emotion. Right. And that's always fascinating to kind of see how Jesus handled his, like he got angry at the temple. Right. You know, when people were using it in a different way. I've studied that quite a bit just to see like Jesus actually didn't hide from emotion at all. Um, we actually learned quite a bit from looking at emotion within the biblical worldview. It's actually fascinating. And I think you have that as a superpower. Um, I learned that uh, going through like a chaplaincy, there was a lady there that had that same ability just to tune into people's emotions. And I looked at her almost like, I don't have time for that. And that's what helped me actually get to a point where I was like, okay, it's so powerful in that like, you can mm-hmm. you can sit with your emotions that people almost are threatened by that at times. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's a beautiful thing if we understand it. And but some a lot of times we don't do or handle that well as a culture, you know. Right. And it can kind of mess with me in that way too, like when I get up to preach or something like I don't want to be known as like the sad pastor mm-hmm. or like the one that cries all the time. But I can't help it. Like I get passionate and then like like I said everything processes through my tear ducts and mm-hmm. but like God has so much love for so many people and they just don't know it and yeah. they don't sit in it and I want to like make them sit in it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so good, you know, when they just, when they know how loved they are. It's when just you've so added good. that, even you, you were preaching on Sunday and you had that element at the end. And I think that's even how you can kind of help people get to that point. Just like, it's okay. Here's a space. If you mm-hmm. can do it, great. If not, <laughs> right. just rely on God here, you know, right. because, you know, and that was, yeah. And you could see the room be moved. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Do you guys uh, have any encouraging words for a four and a seven? To land the plane here tonight, <laughs> the uh, the looks of each towards each other is great. <laughs> <laughs> like you do it. <laughs> you talk so much in real life. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like people think that the woman talks so much, and I can talk, but. He talks, and I don't know why he's not mm-hmm. talking right now. Because <laughs> I got this microphone in my face. Just, Matt, pretend we're naked. Yeah. No. Oh. Do this guy's a- hanging out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> in a hot tub. Oh, my word. <laughs> Just what? imagine the warm water bubbling up right now. Just Super comfy. What is happening right now? <laughs> um... We Even- turn the jets on. <laughs> <laughs> There's lo-fi. Uh, no, but even like speak to the EMT side of things, even that encouraging. How do you handle like that world in a way? I mean, that's you've done it for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, you've seen a lot of things. Um, how would you encourage like even sevens going through like more serious stuff? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, typically my. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I keep resort, resorting back to, I just keep wanting to try and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I make games out of things. Yeah. So um, not quite like Super Trooper style games. But, um, <laughs> 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 meow. Sometimes. But, um, meow. But, yeah. <laughs> just heard that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I mean, 
a lot of it too depends on your partner that you're with throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you have a good partner, even terrible calls, it's still a good day. Yeah. You have a bad partner, even okay calls, it's a terrible day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. What about being married to a four? What would you tell another seven? <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> an adventure oh <laughs> i will say okay go ahead you're gonna talk maybe <laughs> you got excited there <laughs> yeah, actually she really did talk wait 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 really <laughs> <laughs> nobody talk let him speak <laughs> um i don't know where i was going but oh you got all excited i did i'm sorry <clears throat> i so what i was gonna say in his job um he like when he is healthy, he goes to a five. Fives can compartmentalize life really, really well. Like they have certain bucket of you know buckets of energy, or they can just set things aside and go on to this thing. He's very good at that, and I'm very thankful that he has other medic friends that he can discuss and debrief calls with. Because yeah. me as the four, I feel everything. We had one night where we were driving in the truck, and he's like telling me about this call. And it was like a domestic abuse kind of thing in this woman. And it was not the first offense. And um, obviously he doesn't share like names and all of that, but just the things that he was having to talk this woman through and she still did not want to go to the hospital and stuff. And so he always knows when I'm looking out the window and I don't move like that. I'm crying and I don't want him to see me cry or something. Um, and I so I'm looking out the window. Thing. You do? <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, we connected now. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> but anyway, so he's telling me this horrible, horrible thing that he's seen this woman before for this type of thing. And um, he's like, are you okay? I was like, are you okay? And he's just like, this is just what he sees. And I think that that is really a superpower for yeah. him because he doesn't have to feel it. He can keep it in that. I mean, he do- he's not like calloused completely. You know, he does feel things mm-hmm. at times, but he can set it aside until it's time to deal with that. And maybe that's the seven thing too, with not wanting the negative emotion. But I see so much strength in that kind of area where he can, he'll take it out. Um, the, the stuff that he sees at work or whatever, and he'll talk it through with his people. Um, but then he can put it back and he can be a functioning human in life where I would be in the fetal position on the floor every moment of every day. I could not do that job. Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah. So I can't do your job. I can't sing. I can't play oh, piano. Oh, whatever. I can't do anything. <laughs> well, you can't so. play piano, but you can sing. I could do cartwheels on the stage. There oh, my go. gosh. That you would not be sing? good. <laughs> can you do something real quick for us? Yeah. What are you singing? Well, you have a microphone. <laughs> I said I can't sing. <laughs> he actually can. It's been a long time. It's been a while. <laughs> Since my racquetball days. Oh, I bet you I sound like Prince. Mm. Get up that high. Formerly known as Prince. Not anymore. <laughs> you never sounded no, like never good. Never good. Like, no, what are you no, talking no, no, no. about? Back in our so. TFC days, there I was I was trying to be a little higher than all the other guys. Mm. Okay, didn't work. Competition. Well. You yeah. like competition. I do yeah. like competition. Can you give us an example? I'm joking again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for encouragement for any fours living with sevens, mm. um, just know that they don't feel things and see things the way that you do. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes what's fun for them is absolutely terrifying for you. And you have to be direct. (laughs) You have to ask for the second instruction, not just the first one. You have to tell them this is not fun. And then they will change what they're doing because they want you to have fun too. Um, Can I share one more story? A couple weeks ago, I was like, Evan, I don't know if we can do the podcast. (laughs) We had a real, a real rough couple of days with this house rebuild. And uh, they made a decision, him and our builder made a decision that I was not in on. And so for months, I'd been planning what our house was going to look like and what textures, like different siding choices. And it was going to have these gables and it was going to be cool. We're doing a couple extra things that we've always dreamed of doing. And um, I get there and it's a completely flat roof and there's nothing that I originally had wanted or planned on. And he's like, yeah, we couldn't do it. And I was like, oh, you know, (laughs) so I didn't want I all of a sudden this war like broke out in my mind because I was so sad that it wasn't going to be what I'd always hoped it was going to be. And then I was feeling so strongly and I was mad at myself for feeling so strongly about it. But then I also knew he'd been working days at the house and nights at the fire station. And I felt so bad and I didn't want to tell him because I was feeling bad and I know he's exhausted. And so I kept this like cycle of craziness in my brain for, I don't know, 12 or 14 hours. And we went to pick out siding and I was kind of a zombie at that point. And we get in the car and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, this isn't fun anymore. And everything just came out. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sad. And I'm sad that I'm sad. And I'm sad that you're so tired. And I don't know what to do with any of this, but I can't do it. <laughs> so, so anyway, later on that day, he took a picture um, I challenged our life group because I was trying to cheer myself up. I was like, hey, take a selfie where you are right now. What are you doing? And he took a selfie and there was the gable. They had cut back into the roof line that they had just put up the day before wow. um, to make it fun for me. So that's one mm. of the ways that you love on me and mm. you love on people and you want them to have fun and to know that they're loved. Maybe nope. you're a four too. No. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> it was the saddest I've ever seen you outside of losing somebody yeah ever (laughs) and i did not enjoy that (laughs) i called him and i was crying again he's like these better be happy tears because this morning was miserable (laughs) i was like they are thank you so much but the seven you know fun part of me wanted to keep it all a surprise and i was not going to send a picture oh surprises Ooh, he I, loves surprises. Love surprises. Absolutely. Right. Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the most ridiculous things. When you, we first. Wait, do you like to do surprises? Like mm-hmm. create. Yeah, I agree. And you don't like surprises? I don't mind surprises. But he, <laughs> when we were first married, he would play the game where, hey, honey, can you see what I did at the house? And I'm looking mm. all around. <laughs> And looking all around, and I know he's going to be disappointed if I don't know what it is. And I was like, I, I'm so sorry. He's like, I changed the light switch covers. And I'm like, oh. It wasn't generally little things like that. Yes, it was. Not quite like that. Oh, my gosh. But it would be like the most minuscule or like, when he was like, you don't know? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like, It's kind of like when you come home with a haircut. And he never notices my haircut. No. Anyway. I mean, I would if you went from your haircut to mine. No, that would not happen. You know? But I would notice. We could keep going. This is bad. We should probably (laughs) stop. No, I really appreciate you guys just being authentic. Um, 
I get more leery of couples that say they never argue, never have a bad day. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that's not real life, you know. And so I, I just appreciate you guys sharing. That is encouraging. I think really um, it's encouraging for people and all of our listeners. Mm. <laughs> yeah, my takeaway is that if I want to manipulate a seven, I just have to cry in front of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a little different. <laughs> 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 a little different. <laughs> if I want my way with a seven, I FaceTime them while crying. Yeah. Let's see you do that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Let's that's see because, you do that. That's yeah. because you're Never actually mind. a four, right? Yeah, really channel deep. You get an onion. <laughs> <laughs> you just did drops. <laughs> <laughs> they spray hairspray in my eyes real quick. You look like you're in pain, not crying. <laughs> <laughs> But if you are hanging out with a seven, like I said, ask for the second instruction, not just the first. What do you mean by second instruction? Well, like when he tries to teach me things like driving a stick shift, he'll say, okay, do this. And so I'm doing that. And then I don't know what the next thing is until like I'm freaking out because I like the truck is starting to make a weird noise or whatever. Like we went skiing and I mastered the Benny Hill. (laughs) And so he's like, let's try the whatever blue or green, whatever one's next. And so he's like, just lift up and the ski lift will pick you up. And I'm like, okay. So we're riding up and I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. I was like, wait a minute. We're almost at the top. What do I do at the top? He's like, you jump. I'm like, I jump. I have sliding things on my feet. I can't jump. I'm going to fall. And he's like, well, then fall. I'm like, I don't want to fall. (laughs) But I was stuck on that. But that, oh, when we were first married, he's like, where's your sense of adventure? Anytime. You got to do stuff all the time. It was awesome. He knew that I hated to disappoint him. And I felt so bad when I didn't want to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, and so he'd always ask me that, and it would get me to do whatever he wanted, like the adventure to do. Oh my word! Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. now look at all the fun things you've been able. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I used to say all that. the time, "This will make a great story." I had to stop saying that because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's never a good ending usually, but it's yeah. it's an adventure. Oh, and I appreciate it. Okay. Mm, yeah, some of them. <laughs> A lot of tools for marriages in this podcast. <laughs> a lot of tools. <laughs> but no, really, thank you guys for coming on, sharing your hearts, and uh, just speaking to the audience. It was uh, fun, and it brought hope. Yeah. That's and Matt goal. brought candy. I did bring candy. He did. He a tried to have that as candy. his dinner. <laughs> right as we were starting to record the podcast, he goes, I probably shouldn't have this in my mouth. <laughs> A Tootsie Roll of all things. I still got two on the table that I'm eyeing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's wrap this up. Yes, we get to eat it later. Uh, Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, audience. Thank you for listening in and uh, checking out this week's episode. We will see you next week. Go in grace and peace. Yeah.